0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to a late night slash early morning edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line. After the Nationals beat the Chicago White Sox 10 to five in U.S. Cellular Field, they take the series opener and prove to 35 and 23. They will start with Joe Ross on the mound. Back-to-back wins after four straight losses going into this game. Five and four after 10 starts this season. A 2.37 ERA, 3.46 FIP, 2.67 walks per nine, 6.82 Ks per nine, a 2.31, 2.94, 3.50 line against and 60 and two thirds innings pitched. And this intro is going to last longer than he did on the mound. Back-to-back walks to start the first. An RBI single on an 0-2 slider to Jose Abreu. Three batters in. It's one nothing White Sox. Bases loaded, walk makes it two nothing at the end of a 39 pitch first, uh, hit by pitch single, sack fly in the second, three to two socks at that point. Uh, 3-0 fastball, the to Frazier Todd Frazier hits one out, five to two at that point. 36 pitch frame in the fourth, uh, fourth 65 pitches total, uh, whatever that was, the third 65 pitches total. Just a really rough night by Joe Ross out there. I, I haven't seen him just completely lose his command like that before. He went out there with no command, kind of got it back a little, managed to hang around for four innings, four hits, five earned runs, four walks on the night, five Ks total. Still has a 2.92 ERA on the year, so he's been pretty good to this point, but just didn't have it out there tonight.
0: No, I believe the technical term for his performance tonight was stinky. Um, you're right uh, rarely do you see Joe Ross lose his command like that but uh, he had very little idea about where the ball was going and um, you hope that this is just uh, one of those cases where like during spring training after the third or fourth start they go through a dead arm period you hope this is just one of those things where um, where he wasn't feeling great for whatever reason and um, couldn't command the fastball I mean that's, that's really all there was to it and um, you know, still limited the damage because he limited the number of base hits but um, but he didn't really need to, um, you know, pitch in the middle of the zone because he was walking everybody. So, um, yeah, it's kind of an ugly start to watch. Uh, uh, tough to take, I'm sure. He's going to be his own worst critic, and hopefully uh, next time out he gives us no reason to worry about this because um, this was just a grade-A stinky start tonight. I'm
1: just double-checking myself, yes, that Todd Fraser home run was in the second. When I saw 65 pitches, I questioned myself as to whether he could have thrown that many pitches in. <laughs> What he did: sixty-five pitches in two innings. To that to that point, uh, I started you off with an easy one, though. But this one, I apologize. I'm going to give you a tougher one. What the Frank is the DH?
0: <laughs> well, see, I um, I advocate for pitchers not hitting. I know that's kind of sacrilege, having thrown up as one and and being a uh, a follower of a team that is currently in the National League, but um. Uh, you know, this game has progressed to the point where where it really is silly having the pitchers hit. As much money as invested is in pitchers, um, it, it seems silly to make them do things that they don't do on a normal, everyday basis and, and
1: practice all the time. Uh, I'll get down <laughs> off my soapbox because I know this was just supposed to be funny. We might just fire you now. Matt Later <laughs> on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, having something of a bounce-back season if you go by wins and losses, which I'll get scolded for doing, but... After two down years, he was six and one through 10 starts before tonight. A 4.02 ERA, which I'm told is not that bad in the American League. 5.29 4.98 <laughs> Ks for nine, 3.98 walks for nine. A 2.66, 3.29, 4.42 line against in 56 innings before tonight. Uh, Lead off and one out walks in the second. Both come around. Two to two after one and a half in Chicago. A two-run home run by Anthony Rendon in the fourth. Think it's 5-4 four Nationals at that point. Or 5-4. Uh, White Sox at that point. There's a lot going on tonight. Uh, he was done after a walk and a single on the fifth. 91 pitches, 48 of them strikes. Uh, Harper with a two-run double off of Dan Jennings uh, after Lake Tos was off the mound. Six to five Nationals at that point. I I've always liked Matt Latos. I know he wasn't he's not as bad a pitcher as he was for the last two years. He is having somewhat of a bounce back season with the White Sox, but wasn't much better than Joe Ross tonight.
0: No, and and you know, despite him being a, a D.C. area native, um he's a guy that, that really um you know, Hasn't been as good as his tools, and I know he's had a couple of injury things, and um, and you know you have to um, obviously pay attention to that. But um, Latos was a guy coming up that everybody thought, oh wow, this guy's going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome, and then he just never was really awesome. He was pretty good, um, and then he bounced around and had some injuries, and now he's trying to reclaim his career. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on the uh, on all the tattoos that he has on his arms. I think he's never uh, <laughs> fulfilled his promise as a major league pitcher because of all the goddamn tattoos.
1: <laughs> hashtag analysis right there uh matt albers on later in the game uh, zimmerman single rendon reaches on an error taylor michael a taylor with a two-run double eight to five nats at that point uh, bases loaded sack fly by bryce harper in the six makes it nine to five ten to five when wilson ramos takes a bases loaded walk it was just that kind of night <laughs> the south side of Chicago, a three-hour and 55-minute game. All the scoring ended in the sixth, and then it was just a matter of playing out the last few innings And in what was just a really long game. Uh, nice to see the offense get going again after they uh, kind of came to life in this series finale with Cincinnati, but this was kind of a brutal game all around, just not a well-pitched game. I think he tallied up the pitches close to 400 total from both teams. Uh, good to see the Nationals' offense going. But this was kind of a slog to get through. Yeah,
0: it really was. And what what was the least likely thing to happen? Austin Jackson uh, for the uh, White Sox walking twice, or Wilson Ramos walking with the bases loaded. I mean, you're right. It was that kind of night. Um, great to see Anthony Rendon continue his renaissance this season. Uh, great to to see Harper uh, come through in a couple of you know three RBIs on the night. Um, Zim hitting the ball hard again, and Zim was a tremendous defensive play there for a while. Um, you know, the, the, I think the best thing to, to come out of this night, just even even considering the Nationals won, is we finally get to see Matt Perk pitch in a major league game. And it's kind of apropos with draft night being two nights away that the national Nationals fans finally get to see Matt. Oh, wait a minute,
1: it's for the other team. Who cares?
0: Matt Perk finally pitched in the big league. <laughs>
1: I'm just glad you didn't say it was ironic that he was facing the team that drafted him because it's just a coincidence, but it was nice to see him actually make it up to the majors a couple of weeks back, uh, long struggle for this kid. He was drafted by the Rangers in '09, did didn't sign, went to college, had a great year there, his second year at DCU, he ends up hurting himself with shoulder issues, uh, ended up having Tommy John and his time with the Nationals. It's just been a, a long road to get up there and, joke as we are, uh, it's nice to see the kid actually make it up there and get to the majors. Uh, he was you know, a top draft pick in 09 when the Rangers took him. He ended up going in the third round in the Nationals because he fell because of the concerns about his health. Uh, to see him make it here, a lot of hard work and a lot of good work done by the Nationals to get him to the point where he is right now.
0: Oh, yeah, obviously. And, and I kid, but uh, um, you're right. Perka's gone through an awful lot in, in his still young career, um, great to see him finally enjoying a little bit of success. Um, you saw stuff tonight. He, he, um, uh, you know, he's got three good pitches. It really has always been the question of, of health for him and control. Um, you know it, it could end up that, that he crafts himself out a, a career as a left-handed reliever. He can probably end up being useful there. Obviously not the same promise as he did when he was 16 and0 as a freshman at TCU, but still, um, you know, anytime that a guy finally makes the majors after, uh, going through as much as he has. You have to uh, uh, tip your cap and, and applaud him for that. You mentioned Anthony
1: Rendon, a little bit of a renaissance there. 273, 376, 479 line since uh, June 1st. Well, I think it's since May 1st, but whatever. Eight doubles, five home runs, uh, adds another home run in the sixth. He has a, ends up with a three-for-five night, two runs scored, three runs driven in. Uh, one of the three multi-hit games by the Nationals. Taylor with two hits tonight. Jason Worth too, but Rendon's got that average up to 267. He's climbing towards respectability, and really, uh, any concerns about his offense the last couple of weeks, he's kind of put those all away for us. Yeah, it
0: it seems like just uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was just a couple weeks ago he was hitting 220, and we were all, um, you know, gnashing our teeth and wringing our hands and pulling what hair we might have left. Um, out of our heads, but um, you know we, we talked about it, and I think specifically the show after the game where where Baker uh, finally changed the lineup and put the, uh, Worth at second and Rendon down at six. You know Anthony Rendon was too good of a hitter to hit 220 this season. Um, he just needed to work out some things and and find his timing and get a swing back, and and we've seen it. He's been um, you know the team's hottest hitter who was not named Daniel Murphy uh, for the last three weeks. Um, and it is good to see. I mean, this is a guy that's still a young player. Um, he's got a great swing. He's a terrific defender, um, and I really think going forward, uh, he's going to help carry this offense. Uh, um, you know, between him and Harper and Murphy, I think they've got three really, really good hitters. Um, you know, obviously, you know, a bias, but, but thinking they're all All-Star caliber hitters. Uh, Rendon doesn't have the numbers for it this year, but but he he has the talent for it. Um, and then you've got veterans like Worth who seem to uh, make a little bit more contact here of Leighton Zimmerman who's driving the ball a little bit more. Um, You know, this this offense has been uh, middle of the pack as far as runs scored overall this season, but they're definitely on the upswing, Um, and with the starting pitching that they've got, that's a good recipe for um, going through the dog dog days of summer here before we get to the stretch
1: run some good-slash-bad news with Joe Ross after four innings. Someone was going to have to do the uh, journeyman's work or yeoman's work, yes. however you want to phrase it. Blake Treining got the call tonight. Uh, three innings, two hits, no runs allowed, three walks, but there was a total of 66 pitches over that stretch, uh, laboring a little bit there at the end, I thought. Not surprising, considering his previous season high was 29 and saw a few of the beat writers, Chelsea James of the Washington Post and I think Mark Zuckerman mentioning that We might have to uh, bring up an arm at some point during this road trip here, uh, the last stop out in Chicago, two more games to play there. And they just, you know, put a lot of uh, pitches on Blake Trinan's arm right there. It's just he was out there for a long time. They needed someone to go out there, but he he took the hit really tonight for the Nationals and got got the win out of it. But a long night on the mound for him. Yeah, it really
0: was kind of surprising, especially since they eventually used uh, use Mary Petit, uh, Petit is the guy that's supposed to come in and be able to give you three or four innings. Um, and the fact that they, they go to train a who, you know, like you said, more than doubled his season high end pitch number. Um, you have to wonder what was going on there, why they went with him for so long. Um, you know why? You know why not? Petit in that situation, especially since he pitched later on in the game. Just so really kind of puzzling. And and, and training was, was was okay to start, and um, like you said, the longer he pitched, the less effective he was uh, with all the walks and everything. Got through and, 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 and kept kept the nets. Uh, you know, in the lead, kept the score where it was. Uh, but still, just really kind of a bizarre sort of uh,
1: circumstance that he ended up being the one to wear this thing tonight. The White Sox are on four-game losing streak now. After tonight's loss, coming in they had lost ten of twelve, eighteen of twenty-four. After a twenty-three and ten start to the season, they're really scuffling right now. Uh, Reds. I was going to compare them to the Reds, but the Reds were on a little bit of a high when the Nationals ran into them and lost two or three uh, in Great American Ballpark, but. Where this team's going now, the Nationals really kind of have to beat on them the next two games and try to take this whole series after, a, you know, a disappointing run there in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the White Sox got off to a terrific start, but um, they've kind of been struggling here of late. Uh, they're going to get the benefit of uh, um, maybe a little bit of extra adrenaline with James Shields taking the mound for them tonight, the guy they just traded for. Uh, but Shields has been completely mediocre, which is why um, the Padres – uh, felt felt it necessary to eat like 20 million dollars of his contract to get rid of him. So um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, uh, if the White Sox have a little bit of bounce um, from that tomorrow night, or if they uh, remain more moribund as they have for the last couple of weeks. Um, but you're right, the Nats need to take advantage of it. Winning only one of three in Cincinnati was a lost opportunity. Um, you know they're they're four and two on the road trip, or five and two on the road trip so far, uh, which is I think at a start would have said if you're going into your second game in Chicago and they're 5 and 2 you'd feel pretty good about it but only winning one of three in Cincinnati kind of put a damper on that so yeah I uh, would like to see them uh you know kind of kind of keep the white Sox uh, um down right now and and go and, uh, and beat up their new pitcher tomorrow night
1: Mad Max Scherzer on the mound against big game James Shields White Sox 29 and 29 considering they started 23 and 10 that's just ridiculous uh Nationals 35 and 23 after the win. We got an 8 10 start tomorrow, again, tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be a four hour game tomorrow night as well, but we'll see what the Nationals can do out there. 35 and 23 on the year after the win. Matt nightly sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Talk to you tomorrow night, sir. Hopefully, a little earlier than it is, even though out there on the West Coast, you're not suffering at all. No, I just finished my second beer, and I'm going to go have dinner now. <laughs> have a good night, sir. Dog hat says go Nats.